Asamit, without fuel, Yatha, just as, Anih, fire. Translation. By submissively hearing from an expert spiritual master, the expert disciple develops pure knowledge, which repels the onslaught of material illusion arising from the three modes of material nature. Finally this pure knowledge itself ceases, just as fire ceases when the stock of fuel has been consumed. PURPORT The Sanskrit word Vaisaradi means, that which is derived from the expert left square bracket Vaisarada right square bracket. Perfect transcendental knowledge comes from the expert spiritual master, and when such knowledge is heard by the expert disciple, it curbs the waves of material illusion. Since the Lord's illusory energy acts eternally within the material world, there is no possibility of destroying illusion. One may, however, destroy the presence of illusion within one's own heart. To accomplish this the disciple must become expert in pleasing the expert spiritual master. As one advances to the perfectional stage of Krishna consciousness, experiencing the presence of the Lord everywhere, one's attention shifts to the transcendental platform. At that time, pure knowledge itself, one's constant technical awareness of illusion, diminishes, just as fire diminishes and is extinguished after consuming its stock of fuel. Srila Madhavakariya has quoted from several Vedic scriptures to show that Maya, or material illusion, is just like a witch who always haunts the conditioned souls. Maya offers the conditioned souls whatever they like within the three modes of nature, but such offerings are all just like fire that burns the heart to ashes. Therefore, one must understand that the material world is a hellish place, offering a permanent situation to no one. Externally we experience many things, and internally we contemplate our experience, formulating plans for future action. Thus internally and externally we are victims of ignorance. Real knowledge comes from the Vedas, or the Supreme Personality of Godhead in His form of perfect wisdom. If we become fully Krishna conscious, taking complete shelter of the Lord, there will be no scarcity of pleasure, because the Lord is the reservoir of all pleasure, and His devotees freely move within that reservoir. SB 11.10.14 SB 11.10.15 SB 11.10.16 SB 11.10.14-16 Texts 14 to 16 Text Afasam karma kartranam bhatranam sukhadukhayahnanatvam afanatayatvam lokakalagamatmanam maniyas sarvabhavanam samsthahayatpadakiyathatapadakradibidina jayatbidayat kadahevam api angasarvasam dehanam dihayagatahkalavayavatah santibhavajan madayo sakrat. Word for word meanings. Atha, thus, esam, of those, karma, fruitive activities, kartranam, of the performers, bhatranam, of the enjoyers, sukhadukhayah of happiness and distress, nanatvam, very agitedness, atha, moreover, matayatvam, perpetual existence, loka, of the materialistic world, kala, material time, agama, Vedic literatures recommending fruitive activities, atmanam, and the self, manias, if you think, sarva, of all, bhavanam, material objects, samstha, the actual situation, high, certainly, apadaki, original, yatha, as, tat-tat, of all different objects, akriti, of their forms, bidina, by the difference, j8, is born, bidite, and changes, ka, also, d, intelligence or knowledge, evam, thus, api, even though, anna, o adhava, sarvasam, of all, dehinam, embodied beings, dhyagata, by contact with a material body, kala, of time, avayavata, by the portions or limbs, santi, there are, bhava, states of existence, janma, birth, adaya, and so on, a sacred, constantly. Translation. My dear Adhava, I have thus explained to you perfect knowledge. There are philosophers, however, who challenge my conclusion. They state that the natural position of the living entity is to engage in fruitive activities, and they see him as the enjoyer of the happiness and unhappiness that accrue from his own work. According to this materialistic philosophy, the world, time, the revealed scriptures and the self are all variegated and eternal, existing as a perpetual flow of transformations. Knowledge, moreover, cannot be one or eternal, because it arises from the different and changing forms of objects, thus knowledge itself is always subject to change. Even if you accept such a philosophy, my dear Adhava, there will still be perpetual birth, death, old age and disease, since all living entities must accept a material body subject to the influence of time. PURPORT 
In this verse, according to Srila Visvanathakravarti Thakura, Lord Krishna speaks the following to Uddhava. My dear Uddhava, I have clearly established the actual goal of life in the instructions I have just imparted to you. There are those, however, who challenge my conclusion, especially the followers of Jaimini Kavi. If you are favorable to their understanding and thus do not accept my instructions, then kindly hear the following explanation. According to the followers of Jaimini, the living entity is originally and naturally a performer of fruitive activities, and his happiness and distress are derived from the fruits of his own work. The world in which the living entities find their enjoyment, the time during which they enjoy, the revealed scriptures that explain the means for achieving enjoyment, and the subtle bodies through which the living entities experience enjoyment all exist not only in manifold variety but also eternally. The living entity need not develop detachment from material sense gratification, either by seeing the temporariness of individual material objects and situations or by seeing the material world as an illusory creation, Maya. According to such materialistic philosophy, material objects such as garlands, sandalwood or beautiful women are temporary in specific manifestations but perpetually exist through the natural flow of creation and destruction. In other words, although a particular woman's form is temporary, there will eternally be beautiful women within the material world. Thus, by carefully executing fruitive rituals according to religious scriptures, one can maintain enjoyable contact with women and wealth life after life. In this way one's sense gratification will be eternal. The Jaimini philosophers further say that there never was a time when the world did not exist, as it does today, which implies that there is no supreme controller who has created it. They claim that the arrangement of this world is real and appropriate and thus is not illusory. Moreover, they say that there is no eternal knowledge of an original perpetual form of the soul. In fact, they say, knowledge arises not from some absolute truth but from the differences among material objects. Knowledge therefore is not eternal and is subject to change. The assumption hidden in this statement is that there is no spirit soul who possesses eternal, constant knowledge of a single, unchanging reality. Rather, the nature of consciousness or knowledge is that it undergoes constant transformation. They state, however, that eternality is not refuted by the perpetually transforming nature of consciousness. Consciousness perpetually exists, they say, but not in the same form. Thus, the followers of Jaimini conclude that the transformation of knowledge does not negate its eternality, rather, they state that knowledge eternally exists within the perpetual nature of its transformation. They therefore naturally come to the path of regulated sense gratification rather than the path of renunciation, for in the state of mukti, or liberation, the living entity would not have any material senses, and thus the transformation of material understanding would not be possible. Such philosophers consider that the achievement of an unchanging state of mukti would stunt or paralyze the natural activity of the living entity and thus would not be in his self-interest. The path of nivrati. Aiming toward renunciation and transcendence of the material world is naturally not interesting to such materialistic philosophers. Accepting for argument's sake the validity of such materialistic philosophy, one can easily demonstrate that the path of regulated sense gratification brings many unwanted and miserable results to the living entity. Therefore even from a materialistic viewpoint, detachment is desirable. Material time is divided into different sections such as days, weeks, months and years, and by material time the living entity is repeatedly forced to undergo the miseries of birth, death, old age and disease. That such real miseries occur everywhere throughout the universe is well known. In this way, states Srila Visvanathakravarti Thakura, Lord Krishna has pointed out the defect of materialistic philosophy to Uddhava. We may further elaborate that, if one falsely accepts the atheistic philosophy of Jaimini and his innumerable modern followers, then the living entity perpetually remains entangled in the anguish of birth, death, old age and disease. This bogus, atheistic philosophy encourages material gratification as the only logical goal of life, but the living entity will inevitably commit mistakes in the execution of regulated sense gratification and eventually go to hell. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, personally tells Uddhava that this materialistic philosophy is false and irrelevant to the actual self-interest of the living entity. SB 11.10.17 Text 17 Text 
Tatrapi Karmanam Carter Asvatantrium Kalaxiates Bhattas Kadukhasukhayakao in the Arthalgivasam Bajit. Word for word meanings. Tatra, in the matter of one's ability to obtain happiness, Api, furthermore, Karmanam, of fruitive activities, Karta, of the performer, Asvatantrium, the lack of independence, Kas, also, Laxiate. Is clearly seen, Bhatta, of the one who is trying to enjoy, Kas, also, Dukhasukhaya, happiness and unhappiness, Kas, what, new, indeed, Artha, value, Vivasam, for one who is not in control, Bajit, can be derived. Translation. Although the performer of fruitive activities desires perpetual happiness, it is clearly observed that materialistic workers are often unhappy and only occasionally satisfied, thus proving that they are not independent or in control of their destiny. When a person is always under the superior control of another, how can he expect any valuable results from his own fruitive actions? Purport. Although materialistic persons reject Krishna consciousness and instead pursue temporary sense gratification, even that sense gratification is often beyond their reach. If a person could really control his destiny, why would he create problems for himself? No intelligent person would impose death, old age or disease upon himself or his loved ones. One should recognize that these unwanted miseries are forced upon one by higher power. Since we are all obviously under superior control, the atheistic philosophy advising one to simply perform fruitive activities and create a happy life is most imperfect. Due to the influence of time, happiness and misery are created. When a woman becomes pregnant, her husband, relatives and friends eagerly await the birth of the child. As time passes and the child is born, everyone feels great happiness. But as the child grows into old age and eventually dies, that same passage of time is a cause of suffering. Ignorant persons vainly seek help from scientists who work feverishly and fruitlessly in their laboratories to stop death. In modern times, inventions have been created to eliminate the inconveniences of life, but the maintenance and production of such conveniences has proven to be unbearably inconvenient for hundreds of millions of people throughout the world. Only the most foolish person will propose that there is no superior controller and that one can achieve favorable results by expert performance of material activities. Ultimately all material activities are useless because they end in annihilation. If one is driving a car but has only limited control, the situation is most dangerous and must lead inevitably to disaster. Similarly, although we are trying to direct the material body to happiness, we are not in full control of the bodily demands, and therefore there will inevitably be disaster. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 9.3. Asradhatvana purusadharmasyasya purantaprapraya mamnivardantmratayusamsaravartmani. Those who are not faithful on the path of devotional service cannot attain thee, O conqueror of foes, but return to birth and death in this material world. If one is not a devotee of Lord Krishna, the eventual result of his activities is simply Mratayu Samsara repeated birth and death. SB 11.10.18 Text 18 Text Nadehinam Sukhum Kinsad Vidayate Vidusam Apitatha Kadukhum Bhattanam Vrafahum Karanam Param Word for Word Meanings Nat, not, Dehinam, of embodied beings, Sukhum, happiness, Kinsat, some, Vidayate, there is, Vidusam, of those who are intelligent, happy, even, Tatha, similarly, Kath, also, Dukhum, unhappiness, Mudhanam, of the big fools, Vrafat, useless, Ahamkaranam, false ego, Param, only, or completely. Translation. It is observed within the material world that sometimes even an intelligent person is not happy. Similarly, sometimes even a great fool is happy. The concept of becoming happy through expertly performing material activities is simply a useless exhibition of false egotism. PURPORT It may be argued that an intelligent person can expertly perform pious activities within the material world and thus never experience suffering, since unhappiness is caused by sinful or impious activities. However, we often observe great suffering even among pious, intelligent persons, because they sometimes fail in the execution of their duty and sometimes consciously or unconsciously perform a forbidden activity. With this argument the Lord refutes the theory that simply on the strength of material piety one may remain perpetually happy without Krishna consciousness. 
On the other hand, we observe that even the most foolish or sinful persons sometimes experience happiness, because even those completely dedicated to sin sometimes accidentally perform pious activities by inadvertently traveling through a holy place or helping a saintly person. The material creation of God is so complex and bewildering that even those dedicated to piety sometimes commit sins, and even those dedicated to sinful life sometimes perform pious actions. Therefore, within the material world we do not find absolute happiness or unhappiness. Rather, every conditioned soul is hovering in confusion, without perfect knowledge. Piety and sin are relative material ideas that bestow relative happiness and unhappiness. Absolute happiness is experienced on the spiritual platform in full Krishna consciousness, or love of God. Thus material life is always ambiguous and relative, whereas Krishna consciousness is the actual platform of perfect happiness. SB 11.10.19 Text 19 Text Yadi praptam vyatam kajananti sukhadukhaya tepidhana vidaryadam ratayarna prabhabhatha Word for word meanings. Yadi, if, praptam, achievement, vyatam, removal, kath, also, jananti, they know, sukha, of happiness, dukhaya, and of distress, te, they, happy, still, unhappy, directly, nat, not, vidah, do know, yadam, the process, mratai, death, nat, not, prabhavat, would exert its power, yatha, by which. Translation. Even if people know how to achieve happiness and avoid unhappiness, they still do not know the process by which death will not be able to exert its power over them. Purport. If the so-called intelligent materialists know the means of achieving happiness and destroying unhappiness, then they should deliver people from inevitable death. The scientists are busily working to solve this problem, but since they have completely failed, it is understood that they are not actually intelligent and that they do not know the means of achieving happiness and eliminating misery. It is most foolish to think that one can be happy with an axe hanging over one's neck. Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Mrataya Sarva Haras Katam, left square bracket BG 10.34 right square bracket I myself come before you, as death and take everything away. We should not blindly ignore the disaster of material life, but should instead accept the Lord's causeless mercy, which he so magnanimously offers in his incarnation as Ketanaya Mahaprabhu. We should surrender to the lotus feet of Lord Ketanaya, who offers the real means for achieving unqualified happiness, the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. This is the Lord's desire, and it is in our own self-interest to take up this process. SB 11.10.20 Text 20 Text Teo in the arthasikhayati enam kamovamratire antikagadam niyamanasaya vabhyasi evanatustigah Word for word meanings Kah, what, new, certainly, artha, material object, security, gives happiness, inam, to a person, kama, sense gratification derived from material things, vat, or, mratiah, death, antic, standing nearby, agadam, to the place of execution, niyamanasaya, of one who is being led, vabhyasaya, of one who is to be killed, iva, like, nat, not at all. Tustigah, gives satisfaction. Translation. Death is not at all pleasing, and since everyone is exactly like a condemned man being led to the place of execution, what possible happiness can people derive from material objects or the gratification they provide? PURPORT It is customary throughout the world that a condemned man is offered a sumptuous last meal. For the condemned man, however, such a feast is a chilling reminder of his imminent death, and therefore he cannot enjoy it. Similarly, no sane human being can be satisfied in material life, because death is standing near and may strike at any moment. If one is sitting in one's living room with a deadly snake at one's side, knowing that at any moment the poisonous things might pierce the flesh, how can one sit peacefully and watch television or read a book? Similarly, unless one is more or less crazy, one cannot be enthusiastic or even peaceful in material life. Knowledge of the inevitability of death should encourage one to become determined in spiritual life. SB 11.10.21 Text 21 Text Srutam kadrastavad dustam spardhasayatayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayavayav
Srutam, material happiness which is heard of, cast also, drastavat, just like that which we have already seen, dustam, is contaminated, sparta, by jealousy, asuya, by envy, atiya, by death, vaya, and by decay, bahu, many, antaraya, obstacles, kamatvat, because of accepting happiness with such characteristics, krasivat, like agriculture, cast also, happy, even, nisphalam, fruitless. Translation. That material happiness of which we hear, such as promotion to heavenly planets for celestial enjoyment, is just like that material happiness we have already experienced. Both are polluted by jealousy, envy, decay and death. Therefore, just as an attempt to raise crops becomes fruitless, if there are many problems like crop disease, insect plague or drought, similarly, the attempt to attain material happiness, either on earth or on the heavenly planets, is always fruitless because of innumerable obstacles. PURPORT Srila Bactus and Hanta Sirasvati Thakura comments, as follows on this verse. Ordinarily, if there is no specific impediment, agricultural endeavors will yield their fruits. If, however, there is a defect in the seed, or, if the soil is too salty or barren, or, if there is drought, plague, excessive rain or heat out of season, or, if there are disturbances caused by animals, birds or insects, then agricultural activities will not yield the desired harvest. Similarly, those who are expert in analyzing the material world see that the heavenly situations offered in the Vedas are not basically different from life on the earth. By the interaction of conditioned souls there will inevitably be jealousy, as one becomes distinguished as superior and another as inferior. By the power of time these positions are reversed, and therefore violence and intrigue disturb life even on the heavenly planets. In fact, the attempt to promote oneself to the heavenly planets is itself full of problems and disturbances. One should therefore understand that the kingdom of God, Vaikuntha, is transcendental to the limitations and disturbances imposed by the laws of material nature in this world. If one wrongly concludes that such imperfections are also present in the kingdom of God, then one will be polluted by material contamination. SB 11.10.22 Text 22 Text Antere rivihito yadi dharma sv Word for word meanings. Antere by obstacles and discrepancies, avihita, not affected, yadi, if, dharma, one's execution of regulated duties according to Vedic injunctions sv anusthita, excellently performed, tina, by that, api, even, nergitam, accomplished, svenam, status, yatha, the manner in which, gakati, it perishes, tat, that, sru, please hear. Translation. If one performs Vedic sacrifices and fruitive rituals without any mistake or contamination, one will achieve a heavenly situation in the next life. But even this result, which is only achieved by perfect performance of fruitive rituals will be vanquished by time. Now hear of this. PURPORT The word Gakati means going. In Bhagavad Gita Lord Krishna states, Nitaya, All material experiences, good or bad, come and go. Therefore the word Gakati refers to the disappearance of the results of even the most meticulously performed fruitive sacrifices. Any material situation, from the worst to the best, is imperfect. Thus one should strive only for pure Krishna consciousness. SB 11.10.23 Text 23 Text Word for word meanings. Istva, having worshipped, Iha, in this world, Devata, the demigods, Yajne, with sacrifices, Svahalakam, to the heavenly planets, Yati, goes, Yajnika, the performer of sacrifice, Bunjita, he may enjoy, Divavat, like a god, Tatra, therein, Bhagan, pleasures, Divine, celestial, Nija, by himself, Arjitan, achieved. Translation if on earth one performs sacrifices for the satisfaction of the demigods, he goes to the heavenly planets, where, just like a demigod, he enjoys all of the heavenly pleasures he has earned by his performances. SB 11.10.24 Text 24 Text Word for word meanings. Svath, his own. Punaya, by the pious activities, a parasite, accumulated, subra, shining, vimane, in an airplane, 
Apajayat, is glorified by songs, Gandharva, by the heavenly Gandharvas, Vetaran, enjoying life, Madhai, in the middle, Divinam, of heavenly goddesses, Hridaya, charming, Visa, clothes, DHRK, wearing. Translation. Having achieved the heavenly planets, the performer of ritualistic sacrifices travels in a glowing airplane, which he obtains, as the result of his piety on earth. Being glorified by songs sung by the Gandharvas and dressed in wonderfully charming clothes, he enjoys life surrounded by heavenly goddesses. SB 11.10.25 Text 25 Text Stribhya kamagayanina kinkini jalabalina kritin navidatmapadams yurakridisu nervraka Word for word meanings. Stribhya, with heavenly women, kamagas, going, wherever one desires, yanina, with such an airplane. Kink in Ejalabalina, decorated with circles of bells, Critten, having a good time, Nat, not, Vida, does consider, Atma, his own, Padam, fell down, Sura, of the demigods, Akradisu, in the pleasure gardens, Nervraka, being comfortable, relaxed and happy. Translation. Accompanied by heavenly women, the enjoyer of the fruits of sacrifice goes on pleasure rides in a wonderful airplane, which is decorated with circles of tinkling bells and which flies, wherever he desires. Being relaxed, comfortable and happy in the heavenly pleasure gardens, he does not consider that he is exhausting the fruits of his piety and will soon fall down to the mortal world. SB 11.10.26 Text 26 Text Tavit Samad its barge Mavit Puniam Samapayat Xinapunia Padati Arvaganikan Kalakalata. Word for word meanings. Tavit, that long, sah, he, Madit, enjoys life, Svarj, in the heavenly planets, Yavit, until, Puniam, his pious results, Samapayat. Are used up, Xina, exhausted, Punia, his piety, Padati, he falls, Arvak, down from heaven, Anakin, not desiring to fall, Kala. By time, Kalata, pushed down. Translation. Until his pious results are used up, the performer of sacrifice enjoys life in the heavenly planets. When the pious results are exhausted, however, he falls down from the pleasure gardens of heaven, being moved against his desire by the force of eternal time. SB 11.10.27 SB 11.10.28 SB 11.10.29 SB 11.10.27-29 Texts 27 to 29. Text. Yadi and Harmarada sanged a sadam vajitandriya kamatma krapano lobdha strain obutavihimsaka pasanavinhinalabhaya pratabutagan and yajin narakana vesaljantar gatva yadi albanam tamah karmani dakhadarkani purvan dahina tehpuna detamabhajit tatrakim sukhamartaya dharmana. Word for word meanings. Yadi, if, Adharma, in a religion, Radha, he is engaged, Sangat, due to association, Asadam, of materialistic people, Vat, or, Ajita, due to not conquering, Indriya, the senses, comma, material lusty desires, Atma, living for, Kripana, miserly, Lobdha, greedy, Straina, a woman hunter, Buddha, against other living beings, Vihimsaka, committing violence, Passan, animals, Avinhina, without the authority of Vedic injunctions, Alabhaya, killing, Pratabuda, ghosts and spirits, Ganon, the groups of, Yajan, worshipping, Narakan, to hells, Abasa, helplessly, being under the control of fruitive activities, Janta, a living being, Matva, having gone, Yati, approaches, Albanum, extreme, Tama, darkness, Karmani, activities, Dukha, great unhappiness, Udarkani, bringing in the future, Kurvan, performing, Dahina, with such a body, Te, by such activities, Puna, again, Bittama material body, Abhajit, accepts, Tatra, therein, Kim, what, Sukham, happiness, Martaya, always leading to death, Dharmana, of one, sworn to activities. Translation. If a human being is engaged in sinful, irreligious activities, either because of bad association or because of his failure to control his senses, then such a person will certainly develop a personality full of material desires. He thus becomes miserly toward others, greedy and always anxious to exploit the bodies of women. When the mind is so polluted one becomes violent and aggressive and without the authority of Vedic injunctions slaughters innocent animals for sense gratification. Worshipping ghosts and spirits, the bewildered person falls fully into the grip of unauthorized activities and thus goes to hell, where he receives a material body infected by the darkest modes of nature. 
in such a degraded body, he unfortunately continues to perform inauspicious activities that greatly increase his future unhappiness, and therefore he again accepts a similar material body. What possible happiness can there be for one who engages in activities inevitably terminating in death? PURPORT In the Vedic analysis of civilized life there are two paths. One who takes to the path of Nivrati Marga immediately renounces material sense gratification and purifies his existence by performance of austerity and devotional activities. On the path of Pravrati Marga one furnishes a steady supply of sense objects to the senses, but one consumes such sense objects under strict regulations and through ritualistic ceremonies, thus gradually purifying the heart and satiating the material senses. Unfortunately, as explained in this and the previous verse, the path of Pravrati Marga is extremely volatile, because rather than becoming detached, the living entity often becomes uncontrolled and fully addicted to further sense gratification. In the previous verse the path of regulated, authorized sense gratification was described, and in this verse the path of unauthorized, demoniac sense gratification is described. In this verse, the words Sangad Asadam Vajitandriya are very significant. One may fall down into sinful life by bad association, or even in good association one may fail to control his senses. Ultimately each living entity is responsible for his existential situation. The word adharmarana in this verse indicates those engaged in excessive sex life, meat-eating, drinking and other inauspicious activities that transgress the codes of civilized human life. Being in the mode of ignorance, these persons develop such a cruel mentality that they do not consider any festive occasion complete without the consumption of large quantities of meat obtained by slaughtering helpless animals. Eventually such persons become influenced by ghosts and spirits, who deprive them of all ability to discriminate between right and wrong. Losing all sense of decency, they become fit candidates, for entrance into the darkest modes of material existence. Sometimes these lusty, intoxicated carnivores, considering themselves pious, pray to God in a useless way. Afflicted by innumerable material desires, they rotate from one material body to another without experiencing true happiness. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sirasvati Fakura has noted that material life is so disturbing that, even if one is allowed to live for an entire day of Brahma, approximately 8,640,000,000 years, one will eventually be afflicted by the fear of death. In fact, Brahma himself is disturbed by fear of death, what to speak of tiny human beings who live a paltry 70 or 80 years at most. Thus, as stated here, Kim Sukham Martaya Dharmana, what possible happiness can one find within the painful grip of material illusion? SB 11.10.30 Text 30 Text Lakanam Lokapalanam Madbayam Kalpajivanam Brahmanopibayam Madonviparadhaparayusa Word for Word Meanings Lakanam, in all the planetary systems, Lokapalanam, and for all the planetary leaders, such as the demigods, Met, of me, Bam, there is fear, Kalpajivanam, for those who live for a Kalpa, or a day of Brahma, Brahmana, of Lord Brahma, Api, even, Bam, there is fear, Mana, from me, Tvipirartha, Tupirarthas, totaling 311 trillion 40 billion years, Parat, Supreme, Ayusa, whose duration of life. Translation in all the planetary systems, from the heavenly to the hellish, and for all of the great demigods who live for 1,000 yuga cycles, there is fear of me in my form of time. Even Brahma, who possesses the supreme lifespan of 311 trillion 40 billion years, is also afraid of me. PURPORT There are many statements throughout Vedic literature proving that even the great demigods fear the time potency of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Even in the heavenly planets there is no relief from the miseries of material life. No conditioned soul can live eternally, as clearly demonstrated by the deaths of Hiraniyakasipu and other demons. Since even the demigods fear the time potency of the personality of Godhead, one may easily conclude that Krishna is the absolute truth and that he is eternally the supreme controller of everything and everyone. Lord Krishna is the only real shelter. SB 11.10.31 Text 31. Text. Gunas Rajanti Karmani Guno Nasrajit Gunan Jivas to Gunas Karma Felony Asaw. Word for word meanings. Guna, the material senses, Srajanti, create, Karmani, pious and impious material activities, Guna, the three modes of nature, and Asrajit. 
set into a motion, Gunan, the material senses, Jimah, the minute living entity, to, indeed, Guna, the material senses or the material modes of nature, Samayaka, fully engaged in, Bunt, experiences, Karma, of activities, Felony, the various results, Asa, the spirit soul. Translation. The material senses create material activities, either pious or sinful, and the modes of nature set the material senses into motion. The living entity, being fully engaged by the material senses and modes of nature, experiences the various results of fruitive work. PURPORT It has been explained in the previous verses that the living entity under the control of fruitive activities is pushed down into a hellish condition of life. In this verse the exact nature of the living entity's dependence on fruitive activities is described. One can observe that one's activities are performed by the material senses and that the living entity himself is merely conscious of such activities. One may be worshipping the demigods, enjoying sex or performing agricultural or intellectual activities, but in all cases the material senses are performing the work. One may argue that the spirit soul initiates the activities of the senses and thus is the ultimate doer, but such false egotism is negated in this verse by the statement Gunasrajanti Karmani Guno Nasrajit Gunan. The three modes of nature, goodness, passion and ignorance, stimulate the functions of the material senses, and the living entity, coming under the control of a particular mode of nature, merely experiences the good and bad results of his work. This does not negate the concept of free will, since the living entity chooses to associate with different modes of nature. By one's eating, speaking, sexual activities, occupation, etc., one associates with various modes of nature and acquires a particular mentality. But in all cases the modes of nature themselves are acting, not the living entity. The word asa in this verse indicates that the living entity falsely considers himself to be the performer of work carried out by nature. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, 3.27. Prakrita Kriya Manani Gune Karmani Sarvasaha Hankaravamadhabla Kardahamidi Mani 8. The bewildered spirit soul, under the influence of the three modes of material nature, thinks himself to be the doer of activities, which are in actuality carried out by nature. The conditioned soul can be liberated simply by giving up this false egoistic conception of life and taking to the devotional service of the Lord, by which the living entity, or marginal potency of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, escapes the disturbing influence of the external potency called Maya. In the devotional service of the Lord the liberated entity realizes his actual form of eternity, knowledge and bliss. It is natural to perform activities with a desire to achieve a good result. The best results, however, can be attained by one who engages in the devotional service of the Lord with a desire to be reinstated in his constitutional position as the Lord's loving servant. In this way the tendency to exploit one's own activities for a particular result can be purified, then the modes of nature and the material senses will no longer engage the living entity in illusion. The living entity is by nature blissful, and when his illusion ceases, all suffering comes to an end. The liberated soul is then fit to reside in Vaikuntha, the kingdom of God. SB 11.10.32 Text 32 Text Yavitsayad guna vaisamayam tavan nanadvam admanah nanadvam atmano yavit paratantrayam to devahai. Word for word meanings. Yavit, as long as, sayat, there is, guna, of the modes of material nature, vaisamayam, separate existences, tavit, then there will be, nanadvam, different states of existence, atmanah, of the soul, nanadvam, different states of existence, atmanah, of the soul, yavit, as long as there are, paratantrayam, dependence, tada, then there will be, eva, certainly, hi, indeed. Translation. As long as the living entity thinks that the modes of material nature have separate existences, he will be obliged to take birth in many different forms and will experience varieties of material existence. Therefore, the living entity remains completely dependent on fruitive activities under the modes of nature. PURPORT The word Gunavasamayam indicates forgetfulness of Lord Krishna, which causes one to see material varieties as separate states of existence. The living entity, being attracted to material varieties and having faith in them, is forced to experience these varieties in different material bodies, such as those of demigods, pigs, businessmen, insects, and so on. 
According to the karma demands of philosophers, there is no transcendental living entity who is the background of all existence. They accept material variety as the final reality. However, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, is the actual basis of everything. Everything is within him, and he is within everything. A pure devotee of the Lord sees Krishna everywhere and sees all of the variegated modes of nature, as the potency of Lord Krishna. One who does not see Lord Krishna will certainly see material variegatedness as the supreme reality. Such vision is called maya, or gross illusion, and is similar to the vision of an animal. Paratantra means one will remain caught in the web of fruitive activities, unless one gives up his superficial, separatist vision. SB 11.10.33 Text 33 Text Word for word meanings. Yavit, as long as, Asaya, of the living being, Asvatantravam, there is no freedom from dependence on the modes of nature, Tavit, then there will be, Isvarata, from the supreme controller, Bam, fear, ye, those who, in it, to this material concept of life, Samuatasaran, devote themselves, to they, Muhayanti, are bewildered, Sukha, in lamentation, Arpata, always, absorbed. Translation the conditioned soul who remains dependent on fruitive activities under the material modes of nature will continue to fear me, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, since I impose the results of one's fruitive activities. Those who accept the material concept of life, taking the very agitedness of the modes of nature to be factual, devote themselves to material enjoyment and are therefore always absorbed in lamentation and grief. PURPORT The living entity is bound in the network of illusion, but although he can understand that he is dependent upon superior powers, he does not want to serve the Supreme Lord. He thus becomes filled with fear of life itself. Desiring material sense gratification, the living entity, like the demon Kamsa, always fears destruction of his material arrangement. Remaining addicted to the flavors of material nature, one gradually sinks down into an irrational form of life. Maya has two potencies, the first covers the living entity, and the second throws him down into a hellish condition of life. When one is covered by Maya, one loses all power of discrimination, and Maya then throws such a fool into the darkness of ignorance. When one wrongly considers oneself to be independent of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, one becomes a worshipper of temporary material objects, hoping to enjoy material sense gratification, and as one grows older, one's life becomes filled with fear and anxiety. A conditioned soul considers himself to be in control of his life, but since he does not have any actual controlling potency, his situation is contradictory and not at all pleasing. As all of one's material possessions are taken away by time, one becomes filled with lamentation. All in all, material life is truly abominable, and it is only because of dense illusion that we accept it as satisfactory. SB 11.10.34 Text 34 Text Word for word meanings. Kala, time, Atma, the self, Agama, Vedic knowledge, Laka, the universe, Svabhava, different natures of different living entities, Dharma, religious principles, Eva, certainly, Ka, also, Iti, thus, Mam, me, Bahata, in many ways, Prata, they call, Guna, of the modes of nature, Vyadikar, agitation, Sati, when there is. Translation. When there is agitation and interaction of the material modes of nature, the living entities then describe me in various ways such as all-powerful time, the self, Vedic knowledge, the universe, one's own nature, religious ceremonies and so on. PURPORT One can experience the potency of the Personality of Godhead by observing how different species of life, demigods, human beings, animals, fish, birds, insects, plants, etc., gradually evolve their natures and activities. Each species of life executes a particular process of sense gratification, and this function is called the Dharma of the species. Lacking knowledge of the Personality of Godhead, ordinary persons catch a glimpse of the Lord's potencies in the above-mentioned manifestations. Srila Madhavakariya has cited the following information from the Tantra Bhagavata. The Lord is called Kala, or Time, because He is the mover and controller of all material qualities. 
because he is complete and perfect, he is called Atma, or the Self, and he is the personification of all knowledge. The words Vasgava indicates that the Lord fully controls his own destiny, and as the maintainer of everyone he is called Dharma. One on the liberated platform can achieve unlimited bliss by worshipping the personality of Godhead, whereas those who are ignorant of the Lord try to find meaning by concocting other objects of worship. If one stubbornly imagines that anything is independent of the Lord, one will remain in the grip of the illusory network of the Lord's potency. Seeing the inevitability of the destruction of material things, one is constantly fearful and perpetually laments in the darkness of ignorance. In such darkness there is no question of happiness. Therefore, one should never think that anything is independent of the personality of Godhead. As soon as one considers anything to be independent of the Lord, one is immediately gripped by the Lord's illusory network, called Maya. One should always remain humble and obedient to the personality of Godhead, even when one is liberated, and thus one will achieve the supreme spiritual happiness. SB 11.10.35 Text 35 Text Shri Adhava Yuvakaduni Suvardamano Pai Dihajasvana Pavrakah Gunar Nabadhyate Dihi Badhyate Vakatham Viglo. Word for word meanings. Shri Adhava Yuvaka, Shri Adhava said, Gunisu, in the modes of material nature, Vartamana, being situated, Api, although, Diha, from the material body, Jisu, born, and Apavraka, being uncovered, Gune, by the modes of nature, Nat, not, Badhyate, is bound, Dihi, the living entity within the material body, Badhyate, is bound, Vat, or, Katham. How does it happen, Viglo, oh my lord? Translation. Shri Adhava said, O my lord, a living entity situated within the material body is surrounded by the modes of nature and the happiness and distress that are born of activities caused by these modes. How is it possible that he is not bound by this material encirclement? It may also be said that the living entity is ultimately transcendental and has nothing to do with the material world. Then how is he ever bound by material nature? Purport. Due to the influence of the modes of nature the material body generates fruitive activities, which in turn generate material happiness and distress. This material chain reaction is indicated by the word Dihajisu. The personality of Godhead has shown Adhava that the actual goal of life is liberation, not sense gratification. Although the Lord has indicated that the living entity is liberated by devotional service performed with knowledge and renunciation, Adhava apparently does not understand the specific means of perfection. According to Srila Visvanathakakravarti Thakura, Adhava's question implies that we observe even in the activities of liberated souls such external activities as eating, sleeping, walking, hearing, speaking, etc., which are functions of the gross and subtle bodies. Thus, if even liberated souls are situated within the gross and subtle material bodies, then how are they not bound by the material modes of nature? If it is argued that the living entity is like the sky, which never mixes with any other object and therefore is not bound, then one may ask how such a transcendental living entity can ever be bound by material nature. In other words, how would material existence be possible? In order to completely clarify the path of Krishna consciousness, Adhava presents this question to the Supreme Spiritual Authority, Lord Krishna. In the Kingdom of Maya there are innumerable speculations about the Supreme Lord, who is variously described as non-existent, or as possessing material qualities, or, as being devoid of all qualities, or, as being a neuter object like a eunuch. But through mundane speculation it is not possible to understand the nature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore Adhava wants to clear the path of spiritual liberation, so that people can actually understand that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. As long as one is affected by the modes of nature, perfect understanding is not possible. Lord Krishna will now describe to Adhava further details of spiritual emancipation on the road back home, back to Krishna. SB 11.10.36-37 Texts 36-37 Text Gatham Vartita Vetarat Kervajna Eda Laksana Kimbanjitoda this rejectchayat asata yativa edhasayudami bruhi prasnam prasna vinam veranataya badho nataya muktika evidin me brahma. Word for word meanings. Gatham, in what way, Vartita, he is situated, Vetarat, he enjoys, K, by which, Vat, or, Jnaida, would be known, Laksana, 
by symptoms, him, what, Bunjita, he would eat, Yuda, and, this Rajit, would evacuate, Sayita, would lie down, Asina, would sit, Yati, goes, that, or, it, this, Asayuda, O Asayuda. Me, to me, Bruhi, explain, Prasnam, the question, Prasnavidam, of all those who know how to answer questions, Vera, oh the best, Nityabhadha, eternally conditioned, Nityamukta, eternally liberated, Eka, singular, Eva, certainly, Iti, thus, the, my, Brahma, confusion. Translation. Oh my lord, Asayuda, the same living entity is sometimes described, as eternally conditioned and at other times, as eternally liberated. I am not able to understand, therefore, the actual situation of the living entity. You, my lord, are the best of those who are expert in answering philosophical questions. Please explain to me the symptoms by which one can tell the difference between a living entity who is eternally liberated and one who is eternally conditioned. In what various ways would they remain situated, enjoy life, eat, evacuate, lie down, sit or move about? Purport. In previous verses Lord Krishna has explained to Uddhava that an eternally liberated soul is beyond the three modes of material nature. Since a liberated soul is considered to be beyond even the superior mode of goodness, how can he be recognized? By false identification with the modes of nature, which produce one's own material body, one is bound by illusion. On the other hand, by transcending the modes of nature, one is liberated. However, in ordinary activities, such as eating, evacuating, relaxing, sitting and sleeping, a liberated soul and a conditioned soul appear to be the same. Therefore Uddhava is inquiring, by what symptoms can I recognize that one living entity is performing such external activities without false ego, and by what symptoms can I recognize one who is working under the illusory bondage of material identification? This is difficult, because the ordinary bodily functions of liberated and conditioned personalities appear similar. Uddhava has approached the Supreme Personality of Godhead, taking him as his personal spiritual master, and wants to be enlightened about how to understand the differences between material and spiritual life. Since the living entity is sometimes called eternally conditioned, how could he ever be considered eternally liberated, or vice versa? This is an apparent contradiction, which will be cleared up by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus end the purports of the humble servants of His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada to the 11th Canto, 10th Chapter, of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled The Nature of Fruitive Activity. SB 11.11, The Symptoms of Conditioned and Liberated Living Entities. 11. The Symptoms of Conditioned and Liberated Living Entities. SB 11.11 Summary. In this chapter, Lord Sri Krishna describes to Uddhava the difference between conditioned and liberated living entities, the characteristics of a saintly person and the different aspects of the practice of devotional service. In the previous chapter Uddhava had presented questions regarding conditioned and liberated souls. In his replies, the Almighty Lord Sri Krishna states that, although the spirit soul is part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, on account of his infinitesimal nature, he falls into contact with the material energy, which causes him to accept the covering designations of the modes of goodness, passion and ignorance. Thus the soul has been bound up, since time immemorial. But when he achieves the shelter of pure devotional service, he becomes designated, as eternally liberated. Transcendental knowledge is therefore the cause of the living entity's liberation, and ignorance is the cause of his bondage. Both knowledge and ignorance are produced by the Maya energy of Lord Shri Krishna and are his eternal potencies. The living entities who become attracted to the modes of nature are bewildered by false ego, which causes them to see themselves as the enjoyers of misery, confusion, happiness, distress, danger, and so on. In this way, they meditate upon such states of being, although in the real, or spiritual, world these things do not exist. Both the jiva, individual soul, and the super-soul reside within the same body. The difference between them is that the almighty super-soul, being fully cognizant, does not indulge in enjoying the fruits of material work but remains simply as a witness, whereas the infinitesimal conditioned jiva, being ignorant, suffers the consequences of his own work. The liberated jiva, in spite of being within a material body because of the remaining reactions of his past activities, does not become disturbed by the happiness and suffering of the body. 
He sees such bodily experiences in the same way that a person who has just awakened from a dream sees his dream experiences. On the other hand, although the conditioned living entity is by nature not the enjoyer of the happiness and misery of the body, he imagines himself to be the enjoyer of his bodily experiences, just as a person in a dream imagines his dream experiences to be real. Just as the sun reflected upon water is not actually bound up in the water, and just as the air is not confined to some particular segment of the sky, similarly a detached person takes advantage of his broad outlook on the world to cut off all his doubts with the sword of appropriate renunciation, Yatavirajaya. Since his life force, senses, mind and intelligence have no tendency to fix themselves on sense objects, he remains liberated even while situated within the material body. Regardless of whether he is harassed or worshipped, he remains equipoised. He is therefore considered liberated even in this life. A liberated person has nothing to do with the piety and sin of this world, but rather sees everything equally. A self-satisfied sage does not praise or condemn anyone. He does not speak uselessly to anyone and does not fix his mind on material things. Rather, he is always merged in meditation upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, so in the eyes of fools he seems to be a speechless, crazy person. Even if someone has studied or even taught all the different Vedic literatures, if he has not developed pure attraction to the service of the Personality of Godhead, he has accomplished nothing beyond his own labor. One should study only those scriptures in which the nature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, his enchanting pastimes and the nectarian topics of his various incarnations are scientifically discussed, thus one gains the highest good fortune. However, by studying scriptures other than these one simply acquires misfortune. With full determination one should properly understand the identity of the soul and give up false identification with this material body. He may then offer his heart at the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, Shri Krishna, the reservoir of all love, and attain real peace. When the mind is carried away by the three modes of nature, it can no longer meditate properly on the transcendental supreme truth. After many lifetimes, faithful persons who have performed Vedic sacrifices for acquiring religiosity, economic development and sense gratification finally engage in hearing, chanting and constantly thinking of the Supreme Lord's all-auspicious pastimes, which purify the entire universe. Such persons then achieve the association of a bona fide spiritual master and the saintly devotees. After that, by the mercy of the spiritual master they begin to follow the paths set out by the standard authorities of spiritual life, the Mahajanas, and become actually perfect in realization of their own true identity. Having heard these instructions from Lord Krishna, Adhava further desired to understand the characteristics of a factually saintly person and the different aspects of devotional practice. Lord Krishna replied that a real sadhu, or Vaisnava, is qualified with the following characteristics. He is merciful, non-envious, always truthful, self-controlled, faultless, magnanimous, gentle, clean, non-possessive, helpful to all, peaceful, dependent on Krishna alone, free from lust, devoid of material endeavor, steady, in control of the six enemies of the mind, moderate in eating, never bewildered, always respectful to others, never desirous of respect for himself, sober, compassionate, friendly, poetic, expert and silent. The principal characteristic of a sadhu is that he takes shelter of Krishna alone. One who engages exclusively in Krishna's service and understands him as the limitless, indwelling Lord who comprises eternity, knowledge and bliss, is the topmost devotee. The practice of devotional service includes 64 kinds of activities. Among these are, 1 to 6, seeing, touching, worshipping, serving, glorifying and offering obeisances to the deity of the Lord and his pure devotees, 7, developing attachment for hearing the chanting of the Lord's qualities, pastimes, and so on, 8, remaining always in meditation upon the Lord, 9, offering everything one acquires to the Lord, 10, accepting oneself to be the Lord's servant, 11, offering the Lord one's heart, and soul, 12, engaging in glorification of the Lord's birth and activities, 13, observing holidays related to the Lord, 14, performing festivals in the Lord's temple in the company of other devotees, and with music, singing and dancing, 15, celebrating all varieties of yearly functions, 16, offering foodstuffs to the Lord, 17, taking initiation according to the Vedas and Tantras, 18, taking vows related to the Lord, 19, 
being eager to establish deities of the Lord, 20, endeavoring either alone or in association with others in constructing, for the service of the Lord, vegetable and flower gardens, temples, cities, and so on, 21, humbly cleansing the temple of the Lord, and, 22, rendering service to the Lord's house by painting it, washing it with water and decorating it with auspicious designs. After this, the process of worshipping the deity of the Supreme Lord is described in brief. SB 11.11.1 Text 1 Text Shri Bhagavan Yuvaka Badho Mukti Vyak Hyadunato Me Navastu Tahgunasayam